Welcome to the Uncanny Adventures podcast. Thank you for listening to Uncanny Adventures. If you'd like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash uncanny underscore adventures. Also, thanks to our current patrons, Joe Peabody, McAngus, PowerScore RPG, Scott Borland, and the Dungeon Master. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Uncanny Adventures, Call of Cthulhu, Reign of Terror. Uh, we are back. We're playing the seventh edition of Call of Cthulhu and the Reign of Terror adventure by Mark Morrison. And when last we left our intrepid investigators, uh, they had broken into the good doctor's residence after he had left in the middle of the night to go about his nightly business. They investigated the lower floor of the house. They found his medical supplies, his surgery room. Something was moving in a coffin in the corner they chose not to investigate. They proceeded up the stairs and went to his office, where they started looking through his medical journals, his shelves. There was a cabinet, there was a desk with some books. And they started looking through, seeing what they could find. Dupois bent down and opened a cabinet. And as he pulled the cabinet open and the contents fell at his feet, a noise from behind them, the growling of Bonaparte and the cracking of some, sounded like eggshells perhaps, and then footsteps as the desiccated skinless body that had been standing in the corner of the office was strolling toward Dupois, its eyes cracking open as the wax that held it together was coming apart. So we're going to say hello again to our players and investigators, and we're going to get back into this game and see what happens next, as the end of the world is only four days away. Mm. So, Dylan, how about you introduce yeah. us again? Hi. I'm playing John Dupois, the guy who opened the cabinet and now has the Pope coming for him. Uh, he's a 50-something-year-old, sour peasant guy who doesn't really have anyone left in his life except his dog. And, uh, yeah. Fun times. Excellent. And Scott? <clears throat> um, I'm playing Christophe Percy, Mr. Romantic, engine main male lead on the movie Titanic, but French. Uh, got my, uh, got my girl with me for some reason, probably because he's dumb and they're in love. And, um, He's also in this room, debating his life choices. Excellent. And Jamie. I'm Jamie. I'm playing Etienne Babon, our resident one-handed half-deaf guy, who <clears throat> brought his doctor son along, who is off somewhere, maybe dead? We don't know. And he's just 100% done with all this shit that's going on at this point. Fair. All right, so you are all on the second floor in the office of the doctor's residence. Uh, Dupois, hmm. you are, and uh, Babon are in the center room. You are sort of leaned over looking at the contents of this cabinet. And all have turned, and Pressy was proceeding toward you as uh, he heard the cabinet open and these things fall out. And you see this figure st now strolling its arms out reaching but it's still on the other side of the room uh but pressy you 
are very spry and very quick to react to this noise. So you started heading in that direction and you sort of step around the corner as you've seen this shadow sort of crawl up the wall and you turn the corner and you see the figure just moving toward Dupois. What, what do you want to do as you see this? I think he's just, he's going to, stealth's pretty much done now. So he's just going to go, look out! And he fires his rifle at it. <laughs> All right. Zoinks. <laughs> he's going to hit me on this, as my friend would say, where it's like, mm. stealth fails, you just go in guns blazing. Oh, yeah. And hope in just spray and pray. Uh, let's see. Mostly pray. Ooh. Hey. Hey. All right, so you... Ooh, that damage. Yep. Yeah. Around the corner, you lower your gun and you shoot, and the echo of this in this space is just very loud. Bonaparte actually sort of... And it startles him, and he backs away. Um, when you hit this creature, um, you blow, like, a hole in the chest, and one of the arms is sort of, like, flopping at its side now. And it, and it now it's sort of like lumbering sideways toward Dupois in this instant. You made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when helping or hurting. Helping or hurting. Yeah. Uh when this happens, yeah, I do want you all to roll me sanity checks as you just see this body get getting blasted apart and it's still oh, coming good. forward. There. Roll the sixty-nine Aww. though, it's nice. Nice. All right, so we have two failures. Sixty-six. All right, so all right, so um, Dupois and Babon, you're each going to lose two points of sanity. And what about um. Pressy, Scott? Oh. Oh, oh wow. Yep. Oh, so of course. You are steadfast in this moment, Pressy. And you do not lose any sanity from seeing this happen. Um, so as the shot goes off, Babon, you are next quickest to react. Babon's just gonna Babon's been holding his axe this entire time. He's gonna sigh, shake his head, and run over and try and axe it. Axe it a question? Yeah, can I ask you a question? Boom. All right, so you run up. Where do you hit it when you swing your axe at it? Uh, where did the hole get blown? Like, it was it like the stomach or the chest? It was like the chest area, so like the arm is kind of flopping where it's almost disconnected. I'll just aim for the head, just kind of try and crack it. All right, so you charge forward, you bring this up and over, and you just cleave into the head. And you feel like the weight of the thing as it slumps and your axe comes out and it collapses to the ground and it stops moving. I'm still just going to stand with my axe ready just in case it pops back up. Uh, you watch for a moment, two moments, it does not get back up. And all Dupois. slowly goes quiet again. Yes, Dupois. 
Squat turns to Pressy, who fired his gun, and is like, You idiot! You... Everyone heard that! Heard what? I didn't hear anything. Damn it. Dupont's just like, gonna grab the stuff that fell out of the, the box and like shove it in his coat, and it's like, gonna go. Alright, so Dupont is just picking up these scrolls and things off the ground, and he's doing a let's run, let's run. What are the rest of you doing in this moment? Well, I'm going to finish reloading for sure. Yeah. Did we we find the book? I can't remember if we found it or not. Uh, So you found some journals on the desk and Dupont found found the scrolls. Uh, You have not located this book yet. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go back and grab those journals and stuff them in. Okay. Well, actually, no, I'm not going to do that because that's going to make it very clear we were here. Too late for that. Oh, that's true. Stop him back. <laughs> that's why Pressy was like, I'm going to shoot because it's too late. Mm-hmm. Cover's blown, so to speak. Um, the basement. We could go try there. This is the only room upstairs we've checked, right? Uh, yes, you've checked in here. Yeah. Um, you did not open any of the other doors, but you knew the office was at the front of the house. Yeah. We, we already found a lot in here, and you just kind of ransacked all his research papers and stuff. <laughs> so, um, I mean, we kind of came here for the book, so we should probably at least spend a little more time trying to find it, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe in the basement. <clears throat> you yeah. check there. I'll check up here so uh which room are you gonna by bone are you gonna finish another sweep of this room or do you also leave to go look in the other rooms up here i'll do another sweep of this room and then when i'm done i'm gonna go with dupois because i can tell he's still pretty hurting so you could probably use a little more backup okay so um pressy where are you gonna go downstairs to try and uh, find the basement yeah, didn't we find it before in that room with the coffin? And there was like a stairway that went downwards. You saw a door at the back of the room that you didn't try to open because the coffin started kicking and moving. Okay, uh, he'll go down there. Okay, so Pressy goes out of the office and he heads downstairs heading for the uh, surgery room where the door was at the back. Uh, Dupois, you go out into the hallway at the top of the stairs as Pressy goes down. There were three more doors at the to- on the top landing. There were two on the side of the wall where the stairs were, and there was one opposite the office door on the other side. Okay. I'll probably just, like, work my way down the hallway. Like, I'll go to the one nearest the office on the wall, and then the next one, and then across. <laughs> okay, so you go and uh, you open the first door and you duck into a bedroom. Um, it looks like a maybe a spare room. It's smaller, uh, but it's nice. It's, it's well kept. Uh, there, the sheets on the bed are clean and laundered. Um, it's just very like well decorated, but nothing too fancy when you pop in here. Um, so both Dupois and Babon can give me. Uh, you can give me spot hidden checks for the rooms that you're in. Sure. Pressy, as they're doing that, you run downstairs and you go through down the stairs, you go around back into the surgery. Um, 
and as you come in there, you you do see that the coffin is like a little askew now on the table, and there's something inside is kicking more steadily. Um, but you can see the door at the other side of the room in the corner. Is there any way I can get around it? Yeah, you can just run around the surgery table on the other side and get to the door without going near the coffin. Okay, I'm going to, you know, I was running down the stairs, but I pause, see that scene, and sidestep around the surgery table to get to the door. Okay. Uh, you th- you pop it open, and it opens onto a hallway. There's another door about maybe fi- 10, 15 feet up the hall on the left, and then the hallway continues past that and kind of loops to the left. Does this thing seem like it's realized I'm there, or is it just doing the same thing it was doing when I got down at the door? It's still just knocking on the thing. Like, it's almost like whatever's in there is trying to get out. Okay. Um, He's going to... Oh, my God. He's going to go in that hallway and slowly close that door. And then from now on, he's going to try to stealth. Okay, so you can roll me a stealth. Meanwhile, back upstairs. Dupois, you quickly go through this spare bedroom. And you do not find any signs of any books or anything inside. Uh, Babon, you are searching in the office. And um, there are many, many books on the shelves in here. As you're kind of trying to go through quickly, you don't pick up the one you're looking for with a quick inspection in here. You're just kind of like, because you only had a passing glance at it five years ago. Cool. And then I'm going to go find Dupois and just kind of follow along with him. All right. So Dupois, uh, you come out of the spare room as Babon comes out of the office room and you're both at the top of the landing. There are two un- unopened doors on the other side of the hallway. Do you want to go one each or should we both go check each room? One each is fine. Okay. I'll take the one across from the office then. Okay. And then I'll just take that other one. All right. So, uh, Babon, you open a door onto another smaller room. Also nice, but seems like a guest room. Uh, Mm -hmm. Dupois, you open the door on what appears to be the master bedroom. Um, It's a bit nicer. It's got uh, a double bed in the center of the room some shelves in here, a bureau, uh, a couple of windows that look out over the streets. What are you guys doing? I'm just going to start searching this room. Like, it's pretty much just like a bed, or is there anything else in there? There's a bed, and there's maybe like a side table. Um, It has a drawer, like in it closed, but there's no bookshelves or anything in the spare room. I'll still just poke around and see what I can find. Okay, and Dupois? I'll probably check the bureau okay. first. So both of you can roll me spot hiddens. Meanwhile, okay. Pressy, downstairs, you are quietly creeping along this little hallway, and you come to the corner where there's the door, and the hallway continues just after the door. No, no other... Um... No change in scene. It's just like uh, a halfway point where there's a door in the hallway. The door is just at the end, and then the hallway continues around the corner to your left. Okay. Um, hmm. 
He's going to try to very quietly get the door open. All right. First, it's to see if it resists AK if it's locked. All right. You try the handle, and it does not like stop you. It just turns easily as you see, and you hear just a low as it opens. The door swings quietly open into a kitchen. You uh, can see, looking into the kitchen, there's a table for food prep, a sink basin, a stove, and then there's a door off to the side that you assume, if this is set up as normal kitchen in a home like this, would lead to the larder. Okay, he's going to slowly close the door again and then continue down the hallway. All right. So, upstairs, you both search quickly through these two rooms. You search the Bureau du Poix, you search the room very quickly. Uh, you don't come across this book bound in black leather as you sort of tear the room apart. Okay. Do you think he took it with him? Did we... Jeanette, did we see him with it? You watched him leave. He did not have a bag with him. He did oh, that's not, right. He did yeah. not have. Uh, he did not appear to have the book with him when he left. That you can that's tell. That's right. Okay. Shit. Uh, meanwhile, downstairs, Pressy. Did uh, I find anything? No, you also did not. It's okay. It's there's nothing more than decoration in your in the room that you looked in. These are literally mm-hmm. just little guest spare rooms. Um, downstairs, Pressy, you see uh, the door. There's a door at the end of the hallway, but there's nothing. Uh, and there's a door on the left next to that door. So there's two doors at the end of this hallway. Okay, he checks the left one. All right, turn the knob on the left one. It opens onto a dining room. Dining room table sits in the center with six chairs. And there are shelves on either side of the room that have uh, dishware and glassware and things like that all inside. Okay. And then uh, the right door? Uh, You go through that door and you are in the drawing room at the front of the house where you first came in. You're standing opposite the front door of the house. Okay, he's going to go uh, back in the hallway, close the dining room door, go back, and then go back to the entranceway mm-hmm. and close that door. He's making sure every single one of these doors stays closed. Okay. So you end up in the drawing room in the front of the house? Yeah. And okay. then he's going to, he's probably going to start heading back upstairs quietly if he can. Okay. Yeah. So you uh, head upstairs quietly and you hear Dupois and Babon talking in the upstairs hallway. Discussing what they did or didn't find. Any luck? No. I found the kitchen in the dining room. I don't think that helps. No. No, I don't either. Is there anywhere we haven't looked in here? Is is there on the first floor? Uh, no, uh, Pressy, you now think that you have walked through the entire first floor, and Dupois and Babon have ser- you have searched the whole second floor. Yeah. Damn it! I'll be hide it. We should we should leave now. Maybe there's a um, a cellar doors in the back uh, outside. Hmm. Yeah. Some other way down. Possibly. Either way, we don't want to be here when 
anyone arrives. Why don't you all give me listen checks? Well, sure. Why oh, not? He was about to mention about the coffin. <laughs> oh, he we'll fills you in on the coffin. coffin. Oh, boy. Okay, let's see. I don't hear anything. What? <laughs> it, was, it was on my back. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine. This is par for the course. Yeah, let's go. All right, so where are you guys heading? Out. Probably right. just the front door. Down. All right, so you guys make your way downstairs. Uh, you go out through the uh, drawing room to the front door. And you guys shut the front door and locked it before you uh, went upstairs. Dead. Dead. So what are you doing? <laughs> Unlocking it, I suppose, and then going out. And then we can't relock it. Uh, so That's true. As you uh, <laughs> reach for the lock, uh, bon- oh, no. you, see, you, hear, you hear Bonaparte uh, give a slight growl. Looking at the door. Scatter! Uh, I see he immediately retreats towards one of the windows, but he ducks like underneath the windowsill. Alright, mm. so Pressy ducks under the window next to the front door. Next to a potted plant. Is there anything else in there to like actually hide behind, or is it more like an open room? There are two sofas. One of them is uh, facing the front door on the opposite side of the room that you could get behind and not be seen from the front door, possibly. I died behind I'll that. I'll do that. <laughs> We're both just back there. <laughs> this never failed me before. So. All right. So all, all of you can make me. Uh, oh some, no! Some I'm bad at this. Checks to hide. Oh no! Sweet. Oh no! <laughs> oh yes. So, uh, Babon gets behind the sofa, but Babon's a very large man. Like, so I kind of like tall. edge Dubois. So, <laughs> so Dubois, you, you can't get completely behind the sofa and you look over and you see Pressy, uh, doing his best imitation of the potted plant space and it's not good whatsoever. Um, and then there is a on the front door. I won't be able to see anything from this angle, will I? Uh, not if you're lo- lying on the ground trying to stay out of sight. I'm I'm just staying still. So, I think patients would be the same. You'd stay still. Based on the layout of the house, are there only windows in the front? <laughs> uh, there are only windows in the... Uh, there's windows in the front. There were no other windows on the first floor. There were windows in the office, and there was a window in the master bedroom. Okay. Uh, a moment goes by, and then you hear another... Dubois will probably take Bonaparte and just, like, scurry up the stairs to get to the windows. <laughs> okay, so Dubois exits through into the other room past the sitting room couch and up the stairs. You're not particularly quiet about it. No. <laughs> and uh, Pressy and Babon, you hear from the other side of the front door. Bonjour. Who is in the house? Doctor or citizen Regalt? Sir? Do we, do we recognize, recognize the voice? Yeah. No, you don't know this voice. 
So yeah, I'm still just sitting upstairs. Because this guy's clearly a visitor, so maybe he'll just go away eventually. All right. Well, so Babon keeps his hiding place. Pressy, what are you doing? Sorry, I'm, I'm meta gaming right now. I'm looking at what skills I have. <laughs> he tries to do his voice oh, no. as possible and says, and says, I'm closed for the night as he goes to go up the stairs, but he tries to do it very casually. Oh, what are you using for this? I don't know if this is fast talk. Or what? Yeah, I'll let you use fast talk. Let's see. Okay. Wait. That that went about as expected. Oh no, I'll spend oh. the last of my luck points on that. Oh, nice. All right. I now have one luck point. Hey, welcome to the club. Yeah. Uh, so you say that as you're trying to move back out of the room and go toward the stairs. Yep. Uh, you hear? We have we have heard complaints from the neighbors. Your neighbors say they heard noise. We want to make sure everything is all right, sir. Everything's all right. We're all fine up here. Are, are, are you? Pay no attention to the man behind the couch. You, uh... <laughs> Babon and Pressy can make me listen checks because you guys are still close to the front. Oh no. Am I gonna like shoot the door and be like, ah, oh, this wasn't a this wasn't a very interesting conversation anyway? Is that, is that <laughs> no, uh but Pressy, you hear um the voice on the other side, it's a little more muffled. You hear as if it's talking to somebody else out there. The citizen says he is all right. Go around and check the property lines around the block. See if you see anything. Go down the alley across the street. And you hear footsteps, Pressy, of at least two, maybe three more people moving about outside the house. As you disappear up the stairs. <laughs> and Babon, you are laying behind the couch and hear none of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laying on the good side so it's kind of muffled mm -hmm. percy probably gives some form of signal like um see quiet um so i just like and then he just goes upstairs all right i i kind of wait a moment before scaring up the stairs okay so you're now all back on the third floor landing dupois you went up first where were you heading I don't even know. <laughs> I'm so panicked. Don't go to... Oh, you were going to a window, if I remember correctly. It's true. I was probably going to check the windows and see, like, where exactly they look out. Just in case. All right. So you knew there were windows in the front in the office. Mm. There were three. And you yeah. knew there was one window in the back bedroom um, that looked out to the side street. Okay. We'll probably go to the one up top just to see, like in the front in the office, to see like who's actually out there. And okay, so you you move into the office. You see the uh, yeah. 
fallen cadaver of the skinless Pope lying on the floor. Um, there is a window directly opposite the door of the office that looks down on the street. Okay, I'll probably just go over there and sort of just... Uh... Do you want to be sneaky about it? Yes. Maybe a stealth check. Sure. Hey. Ooh. Not bad. How are you so stealthy? I don't know, man. It's not always. All right. Um... So you you pulled down the uh, just the curtain just a little bit off on one side. You don't have any lights on. You've been kind of moving mm-hmm. in the darkness. Your eyes adjust. You look down on the street below, and you see um, two figures sort of moving along, like looking be- like at the houses, moving up the street and away to one side. You can see a figure that is just descending the steps of this residence. And looking around left and right. And then in the alley across the way, you see the light of a, it looks like the tip of a cigarette. Not that. And it's this dark robe, like coated figure with a hat over his head. So you can't see his face. You just see the tip of the cigarette standing in the alleyway across the way. Well, shit. And at this point, the other two uh, get to the top of the landing outside the office door. What do you want to do? Well, I'll go and tell them that the secret police guy is here. But, yeah. Get to find a way out of here. So Dubois tells you that Francois Heron appears to be outside. Was there any attic of any kind? You guys hadn't seen any way to get up into an attic at this point. There's no, like, little rope pulley thing to pull down the... You can make me a spot hidden check to see if you come across one. Mm-hmm. All right, you look carefully, like, in each of the rooms quickly, uh, and you are confident that you there is no attic there's this building stops at this floor no basement no attic okay was there any like little porch roof anywhere so if we had to go out a window it wasn't just like a straight drop Mm. there was not a porch uh roof on this residence okay this is fine so you guys I'm, are milling about. What are you going to do? I only saw that there was a kitchen and a dining room. Yep. You saw and a kitchen, a dining room, the surgery. I did not go in and explore and actually thoroughly look through it. We're kind of stuck in here anyway. Why don't we go do that? I know it's going to be bad, but I'm curious about what's in that coffin. <laughs> I'm hoping maybe it'll be a distraction if they come inside. Yeah. It's like all of his other creations are pretty simple-minded, and the way this thing's kind of banging and trying to get out seems a little intelligent. I don't think so. It didn't seem to mind me being there. Just wanted out. 
Yeah, we'll go figure it out. Let's go explore. Okay, so specifically we'll go in the way I came out of there. So we won't go in through the surgeon area. Probably that'll be like the way we would mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so you're you go back out into the hallway and you're going downstairs to go down to the surgery? No, 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 the other way. I went towards the dining room. Oh, okay. Well, you're coming as you're coming down the stairs, uh you you hear a clatter in the room below you. Shit. Do we know what room is below us? Yeah, the surgeon room where the is it? Oh, fun. Yeah, it's beneath the upper landing. Maybe we should just stay up here. <laughs> or we kind of just let this thing go like out the front door somehow and be a distraction. Mm, that could work. Make me listen checks. I see he's pretty well frozen on the stairs trying not to make a noise. <laughs> oh. Ouch. All right, so uh, Pressy, you hear uh, the thump, thump, thump. Sounds like heavier footsteps below. Uh, and then you don't hear it because Dupois uh, bumps into the little table at the top of the landing and the vase on top of it clatters to the ground and shatters. And then out pops the book. <laughs> Put it in the vase. No, yeah. damn it! We should check the base. Why did we check? We gotta start smashing bases like Zelda games. Just start. And you hear the footsteps below you moving more quickly, and then a thump. And you guys all hear the thump of uh. It sounds like something thumping against the door of the surgery that Pressy made sure to close behind him. He, as quickly and quietly as possible, moves downstairs. Yeah. And to that room. All right, so you go to the door, and you can see uh, poof, the door moves in the frame. Well, uh, um, sorry, the other door. Yep. The one that goes towards the dining yes. room hallway. So as you come down, you see the surgery door, thump, and it moves. As you turn the corner and you <gasps> go into the sitting room. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Can I move one of the couches over? Ooh. Sure you can. Do you want to roll me a strength check to move the couch? Yeah. You can see him, like, ready to move the couch. Dupal would probably help. (laughs) Oh, Pressy. Uh, Pressy goes to move the couch, and you hear him groan as it seems he has pulled something. Oh, my God. Get out of my way. (laughs) Dupal will do it. Strength roll? I can do this shit. Let's see. I can do this. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Babbo will come down. Just look at you two. Oh, oh God. I've lost a lot of blood. That's fair. Oh, thank God. Oh, uh, thank goodness. Babbo's just going to come go, you push the couch. You don't pull the couch. You just oh, kind of like, I, I, one, I, I, with one hand, too, by the way, because you can't like bend this one to push anything. You just kind of push the couch. Would it be like we're trying to be all careful with it and stuff, not scratch the floor, and you just like drop it with one foot to the yeah. door? Uh, and as you, you push it up against it, just as the door sort of looks like it kind of pops and starts to swing, you slam this couch up against the door. Poof, and the thudding continues from the other side. Poof, poof, poof. <laughs> He's immediately like, oh my God. 
white goat. <laughs> and we can, I imagine we do like the Scooby Doo run where we like run in place in the air for a couple seconds and then. I mean, one of us does have a dog. All right, yeah, Bonaparte is just following after you guys, just like unsure. Living he's, his best life. He stops at the thumping at the door and then follows Dupois. Um, as you come back into the dr- the drawing room and are moving across the room, there is another at the front door. Fuck, man. Ignoring that. I'm, you're done here. Damn it. They're going to come in anyway. If, that, if the secret guy's out there, he knows that the... He knows uh, the doctor is not in. That's true. So, Press mm-hmm. is just like thinking maybe maybe he could fortify in the dining room at least. There's oh, a lot of table stuff. <laughs> There's no windows for them to shoot in through. All right, so you you move back to the dining room. Uh, you're in the hallway. You open the door to the dining room. Dupois and Babon, you haven't seen this part of the house. Uh, you notice that the dining room is enclosed. You don't see any more doors or any kind of windows down this hallway so they're the only exit point on this floor you've seen is the front door and now there is more intense knocking at the front door and you can hear a voice saying sir monsieur monsieur are you all right in there monsieur we're going to come in we shouldn't we should dupois is gonna run down the hall from the dining room. Mm-hmm. So there's another door to the surgery in here, right? Mm-hmm. In this hallway. It's like an L turned hallway. If I'm picturing it correctly. He's going to leave Bonaparte with Pressy and Babon. He's going to run down that hallway and he's going to go to the surgery door and he's going to open it. Are you being quiet about it or are you being noisy? No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, so you you open the door. Uh, do you like yep. fling it open to make noise? Yep, sure. Okay, so you you guys are waiting in the dining room, and you see Dubois disappear around the corner, and then you hear a boom as you hear him slam open a door. Um, Dubois, what do you do after you slam open the door? As the, I want to see what the fuck is in here. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is what I want to see. So, uh, the thumping. At the other end of the room, uh, stops, and you're standing in the in this area where the surgery table is. You can see the coffin is kind of off to your right. It's tipped over on its side, and the top has fallen open. There's nothing in there. And then okay. you hear then you hear footsteps, thum, 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 thum. and coming around the corner past one of the the shelves that has like some of the vials and medicines and things like that. Rounds the corner, you see this. Um, Naked, male body with a female, a big, heavy set female's head, kind of askew, sewn on at the neck. Uh, the hair is all dirty and tousled and all over the place. The eyes are kind of sunken, and it starts to make a like a beeline in your direction. Thum, 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 thum. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to start. So, do, would the door stay open if I just left it like that? Yeah, you opened it and it just okay. swung open and it stuck. It I'm going to start running back down the hallway. <laughs> back towards the uh, the drawing room. All right. At this point, Pressy has his gun pointing at the door. But he would, he would, he's not a rookie, so he won't hit you <laughs> or anything. Okay. 
All right, so you guys are waiting at the dining in the hallway by the dining room door. Dupois disappeared. There's a slam, and then Dupois is running back up the hallway, and you hear distinct heavy thuds of feet coming after him. Not fair, not as quickly, but just a steady thump, 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 thump. I have our distraction. <laughs> oh, as he does that, I go back out and I open the door that goes back out to the front. Yeah, I was gonna so say I, I should go close Wait. the dining room door. There you go. All right, so do you all duck inside the dining room and let this thing go? Yeah. I, yeah. Fuck it. Fuck I, it. We're already screwed. I'll probably throw something towards the drawing room so, like, it thinks we went that way or something, and then I'll go into the dining room. All right. If I can. Uh, like, we're trying to, like, herd it somewhere. Yeah. So make me stealth checks as you duck into the <laughs> dining room and you shut the door. Nice. Can I use my advantage on this? Yeah. So okay. you need to roll with the, an advantage dice. So roll, yep. Ooh. Yay. Oh, thank you. Oh. oh, thank God. I have such terrible stealth. All right. So, uh, Pressy, Scott, I will I will remind you, you are holding on to a couple of uh, advantages and or an advantage and two successes. Would you would you let me reroll? Because I already rolled. I was going to say. Yeah, you can roll and then take the better of the two rolls. So you could roll again. Uh, okay, that'll be one of my advantages, I guess. Cool. Oh, okay. Yikes. So. He prevents from dropping the in all of the plates in the room and only one. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, but the, the 59 will stand, so let me see here. Okay. All right, so you hear the shambling footsteps of this thing coming up the hallway as you've shut the dining room door. And then you hear, boom, boom, coming mm -hmm. from the other direction. It sounds like somebody is trying to break down the front door. And let us see. So, so do you guys fun. know how before we started the stream, we were talking about the Alamo and how they're this tight, confined space, completely surrounded? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have some flashbacks here. All right, so I pull out the fiddle and I play a song that the other side missed. Um, so you hear the the thumping footsteps. They had slowed at the dining room door as Pressy uh, sort of stumbled over one of the chairs and it was falling over. Um, and then you hear this thudding of something trying to break down the front door. Um, I am gonna have you guys roll me sanity for this. Okay. Hooray! Yeah, that's fair. Super fun time. Oh. Oh. All right, so you all take a one point of sanity from this. Just Okay, that's not as bad. Yeah, if you made it, you wouldn't have taken any, but you all take one point of sanity from this as you're all, like, sweating. Uh, and then, let's see. Uh, you hear a cracking sound, and you hear the bang of the front door slamming against the wall and you hear footsteps and then you hear shocked yells from the front entryway and you hear just outside the, the dining room door where you are and the footsteps thump, 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 thump. And then you hear pistols, flintlocks, discharge, and screaming from whoever has come through the door. What do you guys do as you hear this cacophony? Uh, is, there, is there a door from the dining room to the front room? 
Uh, there is not a door from the dining room to the front room. There is just that hallway door just outside the dining room door that okay. goes to the front room. So you guys are all huddled inside as you hear yells, uh, a scream. You hear the shooting and the thumping of these this thing's feet heading in that direction. Pre Presley trying to stay low, but still move quickly. Um, goes to open that door just wide enough so he can get through. And he's going to start going down the hallway. Hopefully that, having that as a distraction, he's not even going to go look and see. All right. Yeah. So as you open that door, the door that to the dining room opens inward. So it swings in. Okay. The, the door that leads into the front drawing room is directly opposite you open. So you look to your left, like you could literally, it's about three feet to reach out and get that other door. And you can see um, just out of peripheral vision, this creature just still lumbering toward whatever whoever's at the front door, but you can't see the front door from where you are. Mm-hmm. I'm, head that one anyway. I'm heading towards the kitchen. Okay. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, I'm just going to follow them. All right, you're just going to bolt and just run for it? I'm totally not going off of my experience from Amnesia the Dark Descent. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you... Yeah, I say we just run for it. All right, so you all run into the hallway. Let's see. Um, You do hear someone shout, Hold! As if someone maybe sees uh, the movement behind this creature. But now they seem to be in a one-on-one -on -one kind of fighting it. It's sort of halfway into the, the front room. And you can yeah, see I don't think they have happening. time to worry about us. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you guys run down the hall and you come around, <clears throat> around the corner. The kitchen door is to the right. And the open door to the surgery is straight ahead. <clears throat> I, I, I understand the zombie is pretty rancid. <laughs> it is. Okay. <laughs> I hate when I get a tickle in my throat. Always Are there any... Were there windows in the kitchen? No. no. Yeah. There's only there's only windows at the front and there's windows upstairs. Yeah. So we have to get out of here somehow. Your the objects are the front door. With the <laughs> oh, boy. Yep, so... Oops. Yeah, the only way out is... Front door or upstairs windows? Man. Whew. I'm alive. Right. Hiding <sighs> somewhere in the house and just hoping. Well, we don't know if they're going to do this thing or not. Like, there's just, it seemed like there were a lot of them, I think. So yeah. we don't. We just need to get out of here. Yeah. If the book was in here, it had to have been like in the floorboards or something in between the floors. You know, something like we we wouldn't have been able to find. But yeah, we're in the kitchen now, right? Well, you're yes. in the hallway at the entrance of the kitchen. Oh, okay. Uh, I keep that door wide open. Because mm -hmm. yeah. they're going to be like, oh, they didn't go that way. It's closed. So go into, go into the kitchen. Mm. Okay. You guys. Wait for everybody else has the door ready to close it. Okay. So you're going to close yourselves inside the kitchen? For now. <laughs> <laughs> The larder. We could try hiding in there. <laughs> All the meat. Mm. Make me listen Tasty. checks. Hooray. Sure. Um, I'm, a, I'm a freaking deer today with listen <laughs> checks. 
Mm-hmm. So, Pressy, you hear a heavy thud from in the forward part of the house. I assume our distraction is no longer distraction, then. I mean, it's not like we can go back out there and go up the stairs at the moment. No. no. So we're still doing what we're doing, I guess. All right. So right. you're in the kitchen. You shut the door to the kitchen. Uh, there is a table. There mm-hmm. is a stove. There is a sink. And then there is the door to the larder. I just thought of something really stupid. I think you'll all think the same thing. Maybe. I don't know. I, I have thought something stupid, too. Is it, is it anything that rhymes with Grove? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've owned all those explosives. I I don't know what explosives did I get. I thought you had like a hand that was uh, no that it was a wooden hand that just shattered. Yeah. Uh, damn it. Uh, I, I do still have a spare wooden hand. I mean, we have gunpowder. We do have gunpowder. We could just torch this puppy. My whole boat apart. No. <laughs> Not that puppy. The Pressy, other puppy. Pressy, you hear uh, footsteps making their way down the hall. You hear the sound of the like footsteps going into the dining room. And you can just hear the muffled voices like, I saw movement, people running somewhere down here. What are you guys doing? Do, okay, so where's the stove located? Does it look like it's located on like a wall that's on the outside wall of the house? No, the, mm. the, the kitchen is not on an on the outer part of the house. It's kind of part of the center yeah. part of the house. The stove, the kitchen table is just inside the door. The stove is to the the left in the corner opposite you. The okay. the sink is sort of straight ahead in the corner, and the larder is directly to your left. Okay. Duplaw would probably open the larder up and just see what it's like in there. All right. Yeah. You, you open the door and you look inside and it's it's got some shelves. It's got a couple of like crates on the bottom. There's a barrel. There's food things, you know, different food stuffs and things like that inside of here. Okay. <sighs> Part of me really wants to just hide in there. Part of me wants to make the stove go boom. Oh, I want to do that too. <laughs> I wanted to make the stove go boom, but only if it would help us. Like, yeah, I don't think it's going to. Little no, new door to the house. But and you, yeah. and you only think like like hearing them coming. You you know you only have a few seconds at this point. Okay. Yeah, Dupont would go into the larder. All right, so Dupont ducks into the larder, and you're going to try to hide. I'd probably get like behind the crates and barrels if I can okay or like get them between me and the door at the very least all right so roll me you can roll me a stealth with uh check with that okay oh damn man <laughs> damn it just teasing you oh close now you only have one luck don't you i have one luck oh, yeah okay so he yeah. has a 71 uh- all right, so you crawl inside, but it's a, you're you're kind of uh you find it to be a tight fit. You don't think that you're very well hidden, and uh, Bonaparte tries to squeeze in with you, which does not help. Uh, okay, so what is Babon doing? 
How does the door to the kitchen swing? The door the swing. swung inward. So like into where we are? Yes. So it swung in against the wall, like opposite, where, like it, when you opened it, it swung up against the wall and then you saw the whole kitchen. I'm going to go stand so that if they open the door, the door is going to kind of cover me. So like they won't see that I'm right there. Like the classic. Okay. Do you want to make me a stealth check? I'll try. Okay. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have my axe ready because I know what I'm going to throw down. Your belly somehow pokes out. Oh. oh. (laughs) All right. So you uh, put yourself where the door is going to open. And what is Pressy doing? (laughs) Pressy looks at the two that obviously aren't stealthing at all. I mean, they're clearly not trying to hide. Hmm. Um,. And he probably has a look of like, probably haven't seen this since the war kind of look mm. of sorrow. And he opens the door and runs to the other side. Because that uh, the, the door that goes into the surgery room is still wide open, right? It is. He's going to run that way. Okay, so you, uh, as the footsteps are coming down that hallway, you run out into the hallway into the surgery room. Uh, what are you trying to do when you get in there? Uh, distraction, and if I can somehow get them to go around with me, I was going to go around and twirl up to the stairs, and probably, I don't even know where I'd land, but probably try to jump through one of the windows. All right. I want you to make me... Because there's literally nothing else we can do. (laughs) I want you to make me a luck roll. Oh no! He only has one. I I he'll you have a nat twenty. Yeah, I can't use it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Damn it. Wait, do you only have one point of luck? One. I have the most luck with 14. That's true. Oh. All right, so um, you guys see Pressy run out of the kitchen. He bolts toward the surgery, making plenty of noise for these people to follow him. Um, you hear him clatter through Pressy. There are, so there's a surgery table. There's the the coffin on the floor. There's, um, the cabinets on the walls as you're running through here and you're kind of making noise as you run through, probably slamming into stuff on purpose. Make me a listen check as you run through. Turns out the surgeon table is actually a zombie in disguise. Mm. (laughs) All right. You realize as you get just past the surgical table and you're uh, heading through to the next part of the surgery room uh, that there are footsteps behind you, but there are also footsteps coming around the front. So, like, they're going to cut you off. And you look left, look right. You have, like, a second to decide what to do in this instant. He's going to keep moving forward. All right. So you run toward the door of the surgery uh, in that instant, remembering that you put a couch up against it, or at least Babylon yep. did. So you then hear them trying to move the couch. Uh, so you're in the second area of the surgery. The bookshelves are all around you in here. Uh, their vials and things are on the wall opposite. And you hear the other people following you come in through the surgery door. But they don't have line of sight on you just yet. But you can hear the couch moving on the opposite side of the other door. The footsteps behind you are coming. 
you're sort of caged in between. He's going to help him open the door as he jumps into it. All right. Hopefully knocking, knocking them on their ass because they're trying to move this couch backwards. They are. And that's supposed to be moved back, you know. Ugh! All right. So when you do uh, jump at the door, do you want to give me a uh, strength check to slam up against it? Or, yeah, a strength check. Oh. Thank you, roll 20. You always know how to just get, like, right there. It just is so mean. Uh, so you slam mm-hmm. up. Actually, uh, roll it again because you would have advantage because they're moving the couch. That's true. Oh no! See, I told you. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> it does. It's mean. Uh, so you slam up against it, but they. Uh, it doesn't push it back. They haven't moved it quickly enough. And then around the corner behind you comes two black cloaked figures, who yell, "Halt!" And you see them both lower their flintlocks at you. Well. Get down on your knees. He gets down on his knees and he's hoping to God that those two get out of here after I was saying. Well, we're going to go back to them. So you guys saw Pressy run. Yeah. And the door to the kitchen swing. Uh, you see the shadows of the men who run after Pressy around the hallway and you hear the clatter from the front of the house and then you hear these men yell halt. Okay. What are you doing? Can we tell from when they yelled halt kind of where they are? Uh, You Mm. saw them go past into the surgery. You know that they're in the surgery room beyond out. They've, They've gone inside. They're not at the doorway. Okay. I give a bone a look as I get out of the larder with Bonaparte. And then I'm going to go into the hallway again. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start making my way to the front door. All right. Are you running at speed, full speed or are you trying to get out without making a lot of noise? Oh, no. I'm fucking booking it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sneaking anymore. All right. Uh, do me a favor and roll me a dex. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So Dupois picks up Bonaparte and Babon, you see Dupois bolt around the corner and just full run and leap over the corpse in the front room <sighs> And the front door is open because they broke it open. And Dupois, you just run out into the street, carrying Bonaparte in your arms. Babon, what are you doing? I'm going to follow Dupois. All right. Are you trying to be sneaky or do you also run? Hell no. All right. <laughs> roll me a dex roll. Oh, oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. All right. So you also run at full speed out into the street um as you hear this in the next room. Uh you even both of you as you pass the doorway to the left that looks into the sitting room, you can see the couch sort of tipped over on its side as they're flinging open the door into the surgery and their full attention is on that door into the surgery as you both bolt past full speed. 
Um, you both come out of the front door, kind of down the steps into the street. Make spot hidden checks as you do. Oh, Lord. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> sure. Pressing sacrifice. The sacrifice. All right. You, you it's both, empowered us. You both come onto the top step and down the steps kind of quickly. Um, you both see in in the entry to that alleyway across the street, you see the lighted tip of the cigarette light. You see the head start to rise. And then you see a figure run up on all fours out of the shadows. The ghoul! Get him! Get him! That's right! And <laughs> Get him! Is jumping at the back of this figure from the shadows. Oh my God. Let's see what happens. Get him! Please. So he leaps at the back of the man as the man is letting go of the cigarette and letting it fall to the to the ground. And come on, ghoul buddy. All right. So he is going to. Let's see. He gets advantage because he doesn't see him coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see. He runs up, and that is enough to leap onto his back and pull down the hat over his head. Yeah, he just grabs onto the man's hat and he pulls it over his head. Kind of three stooge him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just holding on like with his claws and looking at you both and you hear the voice and he says run yeah I'm just gonna I run, run. you need to see your faces where do you run to so, um, so there is the you could go into the alley you know that the ghoul <laughs> has a way out of the alley at the back you could go back up the main street Heading in the direction where Melody and Cesar were somewhere by the river waiting for you. Or you can go back along the side street that heads deeper back into Paris. And only the ghoul knows the way through the alley. Did we go through that at all? He brought, he came through that way. You guys mm. came on the street and did a search around the house. So we would need him to know where to go for there. And he. He's a little busy. <laughs> Probably okay. down towards where Cesar and Melody are, right? That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Just like to also make sure they're okay. They're okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you see the man in his big coat with the hat pulled over his head, trying to pull the the ghoul over off his shoulders, but you see the ghoul hanging on. He's got his claws digging in now, and he's sort of riding on the back of the man, holding on to him. And you hear again, run! Yeah, I'm going to book it towards where we... <laughs> oh, right. yeah. So the two of you bolt up the street, running away. Meanwhile, inside, Pressy, you are on your knees. The, the door opens behind you. There are four black-cloaked men who... I move up. One of them's carrying a set of manacles, and he says, You have broken and entering. You are under arrest, sir. And he takes your hands, and he starts to move them behind your back to put you in manacles. He doesn't resist, but he also doesn't say anything. He just continues looking downward. Alright, so you are bound by in manacles, and uh, they look around, and they say, Search the house! 
And so these men, now that they have you in their in the in the cuffs, the two of them stay with you, and the other two with their flintlocks out start to search the residence. They go back up the hallway and they start looking around while these two lead you out into the street. Uh, as you come out the front door, uh, roll me a spot hidden check, Prezi. I don't think they're hidden anymore. Who? The ghoul and yeah. <laughs> the guy. All right. So, Prezi, you, uh, everyone sees the man in the black coat and the hat with this figure on his back. Um, and the two police sort of stop and are like, Inspector! You notice two dark figures disappearing down the main street to your left, running at full sprint toward the river. Um, and the two, one of the, uh, police says to the other one, Stay here! And he bolts across the street to the inspector to go and try to help him what are you gonna do the other one is sort of got his arm on your shoulder his flintlock at his side as the one runs across the street trying to he's sort of aiming his flintlock and realizes it's too dangerous he might hit the inspector so he puts it in away and he just runs forward to try to pull this whatever this is off of him when i'm cuffed am mm -hmm. i cuffed from the front your hands are cuffed yeah down in front of you What do you want to do? He knows where they're heading. Mm-hmm. This guy, um, what, he's on my left, you said? Yeah, he's to the left of you. He's got his arm on your shoulder. He's got his flintlock at his le on his left-hand side at his hip. And he sort of is watching the inspector with whatever this figure is on his back fighting with it. And the other man is running across the street to try to help the inspector. What does Pressy do in this moment? Or did he just let the scene play out? The inner monologue that's going on in his head and the whole reason he didn't, he chose this action to begin with, with the forfeit is for the little bit of sanity he does have left. He will not shoot innocent men. And he knows that these men are doing their jobs. They might be working for some corrupt dudes, but he's he's known a few soldiers who have worked for some corrupt noble people. So he's going to let it play out. He was thinking the other decision, what is going to be, he was going to desperately try to attempt to get that flint lock. Mm -hmm. He was probably going to hit that guy in the head. But the bit of sanity he does have, he morally objects to it. He would rather have his head cut off and have them get away safely. All right. So you watch this whole scene. You see your two comrades sort of disappearing into the shadows down the street. Uh, you see the ghoul. Uh, he notices the other one coming. He actually makes like kind of eye contact with you and you see almost a, a little shrug. And then he releases this man and he 
basically bounds off of him and tries to bolt up the uh, alleyway into the darkness, hoping the darkness will hide him. So, when he does, the man makes a grab for him. And let's see if he is good enough to get away. Uh, so, you see uh, the ghoul, he gets grabbed by this inspector who sort of turns and, and grabs onto him and latches on as the other man runs up and also tries to get a hold of him. But the ghoul manages to, let's see, he tries to dodge that pull and he does. So the inspector is holding onto him and he decides in this moment, he looks a little more desperate. He lashes out at the inspector and tries to bite him. Ooh, that's pretty good. Does the inspector dodge it? He does. So they're, so they're in this fight in the alley. Uh, so meanwhile, Jesus. Uh, as they're fighting, Dupois and Babon, you make your way down to the to the river sign. You uh, get down to the, the area where you left Cesar and Melody, but it's night now. And you look around and you don't see them sort of sitting out by the river down here anymore. You have put Bonaparte down. He's running along with you. Mm -hmm. You hear, you can hear in the distance behind you, this sort of fight happening. It's muffled and distant, but you mm -hmm. can hear this fight has taken to the street. <sighs> what do you Did we about? have a rendezvous point beyond this? No. Oh, yeah, we did. Mm. Um, it was the where we originally meet the ghoul in the graveyard or whatever. Grave, that's what I was thinking, yeah. yeah I was going to say, because I think we said after some amount of time to just head back there. Well, seeing that they're not here, we probably start headed that way. Okay. Can I do like a quick spot hidden scan of the area to see if I can just, maybe they're just not on the bench anymore, but they're mm -hmm. nearby? Sure. On every roof, there's at least five black cloaked figures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hit the wrong thing. All right, you look around and you don't see them like anywhere in the vicinity. It seems like they have, have moved on since it's gotten so late and you didn't come back. And we're out of the open, right? Yeah, you guys are sort of down like at the, the kind of on a walk at the edge of the river. Mm -hmm. So if they were still around, they probably would have seen us. You think probably. Yeah. I guess we just yeah. go back to the graveyard. I suppose so. All right. Are you going to uh, move quickly or are you going to try to do it in a stealthy way? <sighs> it's a tough question. Hmm. Hmm. Probably for Dupont quick. What's that? He wants to get out of this area, so he'll probably go quick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bubbles probably gonna go quick. Okay. All right. So, uh, you two quickly run into the darkness, heading back to the rendezvous point. Pressy, uh, meanwhile, you see uh, the ghoul looks like he decides to turn the tables on 
the large man in the coat. Uh, as he holds on to him, the ghoul spins around and just makes this huge swing with both fists balled up and cracks him across the jaw. And you see, like, the man's head kind of go off to one side. Like, he sort of spits uh, in the light. You see it looks like he spits some blood. It's a very solid hit. And we're going to see if... Because it's more than half of his hit points. Ooh. So. That's good. Uh, he s- just goes over and hits the ground unconscious. As this, this. Go ahead. This is the cigarette guy? Yeah. The ghoul. He was holding on to the back of the ghoul's like lower leg. And the you see the ghoul just spin around and just both hands together as a big fist. Just boom. Right across his chin. And you see the man pivot and fall and hit the ground. Why didn't we bring him with us this entire I know, time? <laughs> and then the ghoul uh, turns and starts to run up the alleyway. And the other man lowers his flintlock and points it at the ghoul. And he's going to fire at the back of him as he's running away. So he fires his flintlock. Uh, and you hear the flintlock ricochet off stone. I was about to say, that ghoul survived a crit from me, so I, I think it's fine. The, uh, the man gives chase into the alley after the ghoul, and the other one standing with you is like, No, Jean! <laughs> he takes you firmly by the shoulder and starts moving you across the street to where the fallen man in the big black coat is lying on the ground. Percy's just looking in the sky like, is that how it is, universe? Is, is, that, is this what you want? <laughs> okay. He just smacks him with both fists. <laughs> All right, roll me, a, roll me a brawl check. If, he, if I can, I'll, I'll try to um, non-lethal. <laughs> I'm also going to remind you, you have two nat 20s. You know what? Yeah, why not? <laughs> a, a, beautiful, a beautiful gift from Katie if she's still in chat. You hear you hear some crazy guitar riffs and you just hear, what punch? <laughs> All right, so you uh, get an extreme success on that and you get to do uh, your damage. Which I'm Trying to find it here. Yeah. Check. I don't think I have roll. I imagine there. it's like the slow motion when somebody gets punched, which is like oh. their head like kind of goes with it, but also doesn't, and like the jaw goes a different way. The damage is one <sighs> plus DB, whatever DB is. Damage your damage bonus dice. It should be in there. For brawl. All right. Oh. So if you get an extreme level of success. Uh, you get maximum damage plus your damage dice, your damage bonus. So, for you... Damage bonus is at the very top. Yeah. Like where all your main stats are. Yep, so you get a plus 1d4 to... Oh. So your brawl is fighting brawl. Do, do, do. Unarmed fighting brawl. So it would be a d3, so, it's, so you're going to get 3 plus whatever you roll on a d4. Think great. <laughs> hey, you still got it extreme. <laughs> wow. Wow. Roll twenty. Thanks. Nice. Holy cow. <laughs> Roll twenty wants you to kill this man. No, 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 no. It gave me an extreme because I already spent an extreme. True. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right. 
So. Like Otherwise, you would have got like a fumble. Yeah, yeah. I would hit myself, knock myself out. All right. Actually, <laughs> so, so you would get uh, max damage plus max. So you get seven points with that because you get maximum. So you hit this guy for seven, which is more than his minimum or his uh, half of oh, his hit points. So he has to make a con roll to see. Sure, if you can. Okay. All right. Let's see his constitution. Uh, he does not lose consciousness as <laughs> you hit him. Um, so he is going to try to hit you in return as he's just, you kind of brain him and he sort of staggers a little bit. He turns and tries to swing at you. Ooh. Now you could take a dodge action, try to dodge that. You'd have to get a better success than he does, or you can just take the hit. What, uh, what do I roll for the dodge? So dodge would be, it's on your character sheet. Oh, dodge half decks. Okay. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So you, you dodge, you, uh, he swings and you sort of dodge out of the way. Um, and you are free of his grasp when you do this. Cause he let go to swing at you and you hit him. Um, so the other cloaked figure has run down the alleyway and is out of sight chasing the ghoul. Um, you are no longer held but he does have his flintlock in his hand in the other hand and i'm still bound by manacles you'd still have the manacles yes so um that was over half so he probably got socked pretty good i'm gonna throw another one at him all right so you come loose and as he's bringing the flintlock up to bear you just come back in with both fists with the manacles so make an attack roll on him do i have an advantage left you have a natural 20 left. I, I, I already spent the one on this encounter. I'm not going to. All right. I mean, I could, but I'm not going to. Oh, all right. So he, you swing at him. He sees this fist coming this time. He's going to try to dodge it. Let's see how he does. Um, he does not. He takes a full hit right in the face. Um, and he had how many hit points left? Um, all right, so let's see if he goes down. He, he is still up, but oh he is like staggering on his feet. And he sort of shakes his head. He raises the, the flintlock at you and just kind of points it at you. But he is going to shoot do you want to try to dodge the bullet yeah uh, yes please all right he rolled really well oh. well too bad because i am going to use that now 20. So. Oh. oh all right yes <laughs> so, you oh my god you swing uh your fist like you hit him he brings a flintlock up right between you and you bring your manacled hands back down on the flintlock and it fires but into the ground at your feet when you do this and he is just looking you right in the face. What do you do? I raise them back up and try to glass jaw. All right, roll to attack. Oh. Okay, okay, so are we going to say now that Pressy got hit by a lightning bolt while bitten by a cobra? <laughs> <laughs> so, possibly. Yeah. You, yeah. you 
so the flintlock is pointed at the ground. He looks at you, you look at him, and then your hands, the manacles just hit him in the chin from coming up from underneath. And he just goes backward, his eyes rolling back into his head and slams on the pavement and sort of rolls up against the other man who's lying unconscious on the ground. And you are standing there looking around. I immediately go through the keys. Oh, okay. Make me a make me a spot hidden check. Ha! You come up with a set of keys off of this man who's on the ground. After I get one one of these um, manticles off, and I got a little more maneuverability, obviously keeping these keys, I'm not going to give them back. Mm-hmm. Um, I go over to Mister Cigarette Man, see what he's got on him. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, quickly, you see that oh he's wearing God. a very nice leather coat. Uh, Inside, when you kind of move it aside, he has two flintlocks, he has two daggers, and he has a hunting knife under this coat. Pricey's going to ransack everything. All right, so you you collect his two flintlocks, you take his two daggers, and you take his hunting knife away from him. Are you going to take his jacket? Yeah, I I said everything. All right. (laughs) Hunting knife... Oh my God! Why? What is happening right now? Two daggers. It's like Slim came over from the other game. <laughs> oh, this is more successful than Slim. Slim. That's true. It is. Oh my God. Okay, so hunting knife, two daggers, two pistols, and a nice leather jacket. Mm-hmm. You said. Oh. My. What about his hat? Oh yeah, he had that that sort of tall black hat on his head that was sort of pulled over his eyes. Take that oh too. God. He'll dust it off because it probably got really ruffled because mm-hmm. you know the gold put it over his head. Uh, make a listen check as you pull off the hat and you're collecting all of these items and I, I how do you spell cigarette? Uh C I G A R E T T E. Yeah. And okay, save that for sure. Oops. Oh yeah, That's you right. take you take his oh he does have a cigarette case. That's true. It's a little silvered cigarette case with four more cigarettes inside. Milking is bad. Oh my god, why? Oh my uh, god. Yeah. 20s like reverse psychology was like, oh yeah, I'll show you. So as, oh, you, as you're your noble sacrifice, <laughs> screw you. As you're pulling the coat up and you're collecting the hat, um, you it there's a, a figure coming back up the alleyway. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna like as he's moving away, puts the hat on and he's just out. All right, so you bolt away into the... And when you uh, are oh, oh, running... Wait. Mm-hmm. wait, okay. Uh-oh. Okay, I, I gotta... No, I don't have anything, damn it. I was gonna, like, leave a little rose or something stupid. Never mind. All right, tuxedo yeah. mask, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So as you go. run and bolt up the street, you hear a yell. What the hell? What? <laughs> Come back here! Come back here! Okay, I'll come back. Sorry. And uh, you hear one retort from a flintlock, but he has disadvantage as you have run away. Um, oh. Do you want to dodge? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it would be funny. I tagged, You're going to get shot square in the back. It just... <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Oh, you that, made it. Yeah, oh you, you did. God. You got a hard success. I um, need to look it up. I need to look it up, but I say in French... You can't catch me, I'm the gingerbread man. 
I, Prissy's got to have lost it at this point. <laughs> so yeah, you uh, you run and you hear the flintlock pff, discharge. Um, you see the street lamp as you pass shatter. And then you keep going. The coat billowing out now behind you, the hat on your head. And you run into the darkness and disappear into the darkness. I, I get the jacket on, so just like mm-hmm. into the darkness. Um, so what a god. fucking escape! Oh my! Holy oh my god! Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Let me. Like everything let me, was let me look this up. Oh my! <laughs> oh. Yeah, the the guy's success on his flintlock was only a regular success. No, no competition for Pressy. Let's see what this sounds like. Oh. <laughs> Okay, there's no way I can say this. I'm just going to copy-paste it for you guys to look at. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, meanwhile, so Dupois and Babon, you uh, bolt through the city streets running uh, to get back to this area, this, like, uh, garden that's behind the, um, there's, like, that wall that's sort of behind the church slash monastery where the ghoul had led you out. And as you come into that area... You can see two figures sort of hiding in the back corner behind the small building that sits back there. And as you approach, the taller, broader figure steps out threateningly and then says, Papa, you're alive. And there's these two big arms that go around Babon as Cesar sort of pats him on the back and hugs him tightly. I just bear hug him. Just hold him. The smaller figure steps out from behind him and looks at you both and then looks past you. And then looks back at you both and she says, Christophe? And she's looking from one of you to the other. Dupois just pulls out his wine skin and just takes a big old swig. She looks at Bebon. Where's Christophe? We got cornered by the police and he sacrificed himself so we could get out. He's probably on his way to the guillotine. No, no, Christophe, no. And she starts to run. Uh, back oh, no, through... I'm, I'm, I'm after her. All right. Uh, just uh, why don't you roll? Um, she's running. So do you want to roll me a dex versus her dex? Sure. Ooh, that's really good. Let's see if she can beat you. Oh, uh, let's see. How good is that? Uh, so she bolts, uh, but you quickly turn and sort of grab her and pull her back. And she yeah, starts, I'm, kind of, I'm just like holding her. No, I have to go to Christoph. We agreed. We agreed that we would finish the world together or not at all. You have to let me go. Etienne, let me go. He's just not saying anything. He's just holding her. She's fighting against you. Um, She tries to pull away, so she's going to make a strength check to try to pull away from you. Mm -hmm. Uh, She she pulls and pulls against you, and she can't... you, You just hold her where she is. And she eventually just starts crying and 
sort of slumps there weeping. Like I'm still holding her, but I'm kind of going to make it more of like a comforting bear hug on her. And she just sort of weeps into your shoulder. And Cesar says, did you find what you were looking for, Papa? No, we found some scrolls and I found some journals in my back. They're my pack here. Mm. We we made sure to go by to keep an eye on Citizen Ragolt and his uh, hooded fig- figures and he were leaving the cemetery heading for the catacombs uh, about one o'clock. So they okay. may, they're probably still busy. And that's about the time he went last time, right? Yeah, he seems to go to the catacombs like it seems after like midnight. It's methodical. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says, "What? What is the next step, Papa? What should we do?" We need that book, but I don't know where it is. And with the display we just did, his house is going to be very secure now. Mm. It's just true, Papa. Maybe maybe I should go back now and see if I can get all of it. Was it with it too many people now, or will it be more if we wait? It's probably going to be more if we wait. It's true. Um, Vabon's he's gonna kind of like not super loosen his grip on Melody but kind of a little bit and he's gonna kind of like move his hip to look at his to like show where his pack says he's gonna tell Cesar to kind of look through that because he had no idea what it was okay Hmm. so because you took the journals and he assumes it's like a medical thing because he's a doctor oh that's right yeah uh, yep, so because you had taken the journals and things from... Yeah, I took the journals I found and I tried understanding, but I couldn't get it. And I kind of just assume it's a medicine thing, so I was going to kind of let him look at it. So okay. I just think it's a patient log. Excellent. All right, yeah, so he will. He will take a look at it. Um, hmm. And do, do, do. he did study Latin as a doctor. So he, he sort of finds a spot and he kind of takes your broken little hooded lantern and he finds a little spot mm-hmm. and sort of lays it out and is looking through it um, while you wait. Um, meanwhile, why don't you, uh, who are not looking at a book and being uh, busy, make listen checks? Okay. Um, you don't hear shit. <laughs> no, you are startled when a figure comes walking into view in is this figure that looks like they're wearing a large coat. Oh no, and we don't. And they have a hat over their head, <laughs> and they're heading in your direction. Knowing knowing that they won't know who he is visually, he probably opens up audibly with "Excuse my excuse my French." No problem. <laughs> okay, mon amour. Which means, did you miss me, my love? Oh. As he has a cigarette lit. There is a moment's pause, and then Melody uh, pulls again to, to run, and she makes a small squeak. <gasps> As she goes to run toward the heavy-coated figure. Pressy, like, removes the hat. And she uh, runs into your arms and hugs you. 
and kisses you. And you guys realize that this is not Heron, but this is Pressy wearing a big heavy coat and his hat. We were about to throw down. <laughs> Dupont probably like stands up from where he was like leaning down on the ground, just drinking. And he just like throws his wineskin aside and walks up to Pressy and is like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and he gives him a hug. <laughs> Fabon does the same. So Melody is in here with this big group hug. And you see Cesar look from around the edge and he says, Ah, oh, excellent. How are you not dead? <laughs> probably like tears of joy. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not dead. Well, that's good news. He says, uh, did you find the book? Because they, they said they did not. He immediately, he immediately is like, no. <laughs> that bone turns around and gives him the dad look of like, Blood, I'm just asking questions, father. Keep, keep reading. All right. <laughs> he says, uh, so this looks like it's a system of organiz- organizing uh, who they killed and where they killed them. Where? Uh, looks like they have three uh, very active uh, guillotines that they're keeping track of here in this, this notebook that I have. Um, it looks like, well, if my calculations are correct, Papa, they've killed over 9,500 people with the guillotine. And we know 10,000 is the number it needs to get to. Yes, you were told that 10,000. He says, uh, if this is any, uh, and he flips a page or two and looks, he says, it won't take them long to finish. In fact, uh, with the pro- with the speed with which they're killing people, I would say uh, they'll they'll do it by the festival in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, that's what we figured. Oh wait, this page was stuck together. It's more like ninety nine hundred people dead. Uh, yeah. Ah, great. So that's more like tomorrow. Well, no, it, it, I, I, they have a list here of potentials. It looks like uh, Paris, Lyon, and Nantes are where they're doing it. Um, so it, it looks like they're planning definitely to have it finish on the day of the, the festival. Like a big celebration. Do they have a list of names of who they're planning on killing by the festival? Just initials. Okay. We know where the guillotines are, at least. I'm going to go look over Cesar's shoulder and see if I see, like, any of our three initials, but then also, like, Hugel and... Like, I know it's going to be pretty hard to tell, but just kind of, like, see if any of it pops up. You just press C three times. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Roll me an intelligence check. Oh, good. Reading. Hmm. Reading is fundamental. (laughs) I never learned. That's why I'm in the French army. I never learned how to read. This is absolutely true. You look and you are like, mm, it's all French to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are letters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, probably 
pull out the scrolls he got. Okay. Oh yeah, did we even look at those yet? No, I don't think so. There was a dead pope that was rusting loose yeah. and coming at you at the time of the scrolls. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was just the scrolls that were in the cabinet, right? Yes. Okay. Hopefully the scrolls aren't very elderly or we might be in trouble. <laughs> There's an ancient word inscribed upon here. I go blind. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. All right, so... Those bad boys. Yep. You uh you take them out. Um make me an intelligence check. Or if you have a comprehend languages uh type. What do you have any other languages besides your French language? Uh where would that be? Uh so it would be Oh languages under it's right after jump. Yes. No. All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think any of us do. That makes sense. Wait, what does EDU stand for? Education. Education. Oh, okay. Means you gotta be a like... smart boy. So, uh, intelligence? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, you won. Hey. Not you awful. learned how to read. <laughs> well, you don't know how to read it, but you do yeah. uh, realize that this is uh, Arabic. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Yes, these, these are oh, all no. uh, written oh, in Arabic. And uh, Cesar says, oh, I'm sorry, but my education was uh, mostly Latin. That's fair. You know, medicine, my friends. Well, with how expensive oh. it was, it should have been everything else. It's probably a good thing you cannot read it. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yes, Papa, but I appreciate you so much for what you sacrificed for me to get my career. Yeah, we'll stop bringing up the book. <laughs> I'm sorry, Papa. What, what's uh, I mean, according to your strange friend, he needed you to find this item. That this item was what this monster was using. Oh, right. The ghoul. And then uh, Presti fills in the whole scene. <laughs> and you probably think he's just over-glorifying himself. Oh, Duplat definitely does. It's like, oh. Babon assumes that, like, both guards went after the ghoul and that <laughs> they just forgot Pressy and he just ran away. <laughs> I so I oh yeah, I have manticles and keys for them now. You do. You do indeed. Like two things in my inventory to fifty. You you should have like oh you should have made a call to the inspector guy. <laughs> I was debating it. I was debating it. But things might be useful later. Mm. Might. I don't like all these roles that are happening, though. I don't like them either. So, um, yeah, as you guys talk about this, we'll he, brings, shot. He, he brings up the ghoul, but you look around and uh, Willem has not resurfaced at this point. That's fair. He's so, probably just mad at us. So what do you guys want to do now that you are all back together? You have no idea where this book is. Probably in the catacombs. Possible. Yeah. Also, they can't behead people if there's no guillotine, right? Mm, that's what I was thinking, too. But that would not be just going into someone's house. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. And if they don't use the guillotine, who's to say they won't just 
kill people in other ways. Mm. But they need that, uh, what did they call it, uh, magic doohickey. Oh, yeah, that's right. To send the souls to whatever. Well, knowing the doctor, he has a contingency plan. Probably. Still, I don't know what else we could do. Unless our ghoul friend can be these scrolls and tell us what they say. Does Melody have education in Arabic? In Arabic? <laughs> <laughs> she, she smiles at you. She means a noble. She says, uh. Was. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Pressy. Yeah, it's not so. something that I studied. I also know some Latin and I know Italian and but that is, you know, some Spanish. Mm. Of course you know many languages, my love. She goes to nuzzle. Oh god. She's that gonna pick up the wine skin and see if there's anything left in it. <laughs> there probably is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> She says, Percy's still writing on the high of getting out of their life. The romance languages, my love. Oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> <laughs> so Cesar, Cesar uh, hands you back the journals and he says, Papa, I do not want to leave you, but I am. If I do not leave tomorrow, then I am joining you in your deser desertion of the army. If I do not go with them when they leave. But I don't want to leave you for this. I think I should stay. Where was he supposed to go? He's leaving to go north. To the border. To Spain or something? Like, right? to Spain. No, Spain's not the north. Yeah, well, he's not. He's, he's eventually well, going to go. eventually going to Spain. Yeah, he is. Okay. But tomorrow oh, they're leaving okay. to join up with the rest of the group. Okay, I see. Um, I, I wonder if we that, can't find the book. There are people that go to the Phoenix mansion. They might know something. If we could track them down. Um, but Babon is going to put his hand on Cesar's shoulder and tell him, you go do your duty. There's a chance at a minimum we can contain it to Paris. And I'd rather you move on than be here with that. But they don't want to leave you. I don't want to lose you, Papa. You have so little faith in your Papa. He looks at his boots. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up, Dubois. <laughs> your father escaped from the secret police without a scratch on him. Um, Some guy dressed as the leader of the secret police. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, let's see. Do you want to try... Oh, he hands a cig to everybody by this point. What's that? Oh, a cigarette? He does hand a cig to everybody by this point. All right. So everybody gets a cigarette. Um, do you want to persuade him well, to go? I think... Babon, because he seems very, uh, much like he wants to stay with you. Because... He kind of use up all his healing skills for like a week on us, right? 
Well, yeah, you you like it takes him like a week to recover from all that. Yeah, and then Melody knows Latin, so we don't need you. you. The girl's good son? enough. What are you What are you saying? Are you saying your son's useless? You don't need him. <laughs> a little bit. Um. Ouch. I'm going to use my net 20 to persuade him to go. Um, What do you say to him? Uh, Oh, gosh. Are are we going to have like a, um, what is that movie? Is this like a Field of Dreams moment? (laughs) Yeah, where he's like, go, go, you stupid animal guy. (laughs) I'm 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 just going to pick up rocks. Go on, get, get out of here. But Papa, you said you loved me when you brought me home and adopted me. I feel so bad for laughing. <laughs> I do too. But um, Babald is they go to put his other hand on his shoulder, ignoring that it's the middle finger hand still. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just going to look at him and say, I adopted you so you could have a better life. You can have a better life if we can somehow contain this adjust the city. I want you to go. He throws his arms around your shoulders and he pats you hard on the back. And you can tell he's crying and he says, I love you, Papa. I love you too, my son. I love you very much. Please. I hope that you, you stop this. I want to see you again. I think that you can do it, Papa. Oh, now you do. Like, jokingly, he says, oh, now you believe me. <laughs> I I just didn't want to go, but I will. I don't want what you've sacrificed already to be a waste. And he looks back at Tristoff and he says, Are you sure you want her to stay with you? I can get her out of Paris if you want her to go. And she turns around and she says, No, I am not leaving Christophe. We will either live or we will die together. Right, Christoph? Yeah, I like to think this whole time he's had his hand around her waist and they've been kind of borderline like like hip to hip. Mm-hmm. And he just like pulls her closer and nods. Cesar just nods to you. He looks at Dupois and he says, You're a good man, even though you pretend you're not. Dupois gives him a nod. Take good care of that puppy. Hmm. Always. He puts his hand out to shake your hand. Dupal will look at it for a second, and then he'll... And then he gives you a nod, and he says quietly, take good care of my papa. I will. And then he just looks around, and he turns, and he walks... With one last look back at Babon and a nod. <laughs> and he disappears into the darkness and is gone. Yeah. Percy's hand goes on screen, unscrews the middle finger one, puts on the correct hand <laughs> as he's waving. It's a happy. Just like breaks the fingers up sometimes, but no. Uh. So, Cesar is gone. He has disappeared into the night. You are left now, just the four of you and Bonaparte, who is sitting 
his tail down, watching the shadow disappear that is Cesar. He looks up at Dupois and he kind of... He's sad to see his friend go. Just run my hand. Just run my hand over his head. Give him a little pat. He's a good boy. You made the right decision. Well, let's hope so. And that we can keep him safe. And then so. Melody says quietly, what do we do now? The catacombs? Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, because we know we came out through like the secret way that went through that weird tunnel. Yeah. It's probably best for us to stay underground, literally. It's true. Just live with the ghouls, you know, no big Yeah, just be ghouls. Eat some human flesh, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, here's what we're going to do. Hmm. We're going to eat some bits of corpse to turn ourselves into ghouls, which will give us superpowers, and then we attack. Oh, wait, looks at game. You're insane. <laughs> it's a solid plan. I don't know why you guys are laughing. I mean, we could. Let's just, just ignore it. Presley's just going to ignore everything he had about being human and moral from earlier. <laughs> Yeah, Melody looks very, like, her face is more pale now, and she's looking at you like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah, no, no, like, Francie's not taking it seriously. No, no, we're not. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm not actually saying that. No one's actually taking that seriously. Okay, okay. Whew, okay. Uh. So it's it's about now, like, 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. You're standing in this darkened back garden behind this monastery. Still okay. no still no friend? He has not returned as of now. Well, I mean We should probably find shelter for the night. They'll probably be looking for you at least, Pressy. He puts the hat away. And to me as well. They came looking for me before. Mm. True. So where do you want to try to find a safe place to go? <laughs> I don't know. I was you guys want to go through that gold tunnel? I was exploring the, the streets for a week. Anywhere, uh, anywhere come to mind? Um, so... Um, obviously the catacombs are not well traveled. Uh, Mm. the cemeteries are generally quite quiet. Um, there's various abandoned residences throughout that, uh, the aristocrats that have been killed on the guillotine have been left, uh, their, their places have been left either abandoned or have been taken over by squatters. Um... Pretty much any, or you could try to uh, get outside the walls of Paris if you don't want to stay in the city. It's tempting, but it's a problem we can't really run away from. Mm. Yeah. End of the world. (laughs) 
I think more than anything, we need rest. So we'd probably try to find an abandoned house to spot in. Just to just get sleep or some Would there be any sort of like house or shelter in a graveyard? Because that's less frequented and maybe a good idea to like. A mausoleum? Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just find somewhere to like hunker down. Um, sure. You can, uh, if you want to try to find a good mausoleum to hunker down in, uh, someone can make me a luck check with advantage. I mean, I'm the only one who has any luck, so I'll do it. <laughs> Not I. <clears throat> oh, with advantage. Nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you search for uh, a mausoleum to sort of stay in, but you don't find anything... Um, like, you find some, but there's none that, like, you could close up. It seems that they've been opening them up and taking the bones out. Yeah. So it yeah. wouldn't provide sure. a lot of cover. Though you think you could stay in one, you just don't have yeah. the benefit of the protection of a door. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of what I was hoping for. Also, um... Hmm. Pressy was studying to join the priesthood. Um, while the churches are have changed somewhat, I mean, you could also try to find shelter in a church for a night. Yeah, Pr- Pressy would think of that. Scott totally forgot about that, but Pressy would definitely think of that. Okay. You could do that. All right. So, um... You guys travel for a bit, you go to the cemetery, and then you eventually uh, do locate like a small church where if you knock at the door, the priest will come out after a bit in his night clothes and he says, what can I do for you, my children? Perhaps shelter under God's house for just a rest. Hmm. Make a persuasion check. Oh boy. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Persuasion, you said? Mm. He says, uh. Aren't there other places that you could sleep besides in the house of the Lord? Couldn't you go home for the night? Why why is it that you are looking for a place to stay? Well, we have no home anymore. Now, let me just check something here. So no. is this a period of time where we could just yell sanctuary and they have to let I us I was in? just thinking the same thing. <laughs> sanctuary. Sanctuary Coming up coming up behind the door frame, just like turning around from both sides of the door frame. Are two black cloaked figures, and we got like oh, ten black cloaked figures behind us. Right. So what? That's probably what and she's looking up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm just imagining like the Jack Chan cartoon. We're just like Sunday ninjas, <laughs> and then suddenly ninjas. What? All right. So something we haven't really done, but you could try. Um, so you can do something called pushing a skill. Um, oh. If, <laughs> uh, if you have failed a roll, you can try to. <clears throat> come up with a an argument for like in character to try and make the role a success but if it fails it's detrimental to your situation 
What do you think, Pressy? Do you think you want to push your luck, or do you think that you don't want to push your luck with the priest? He won't push his luck. All right. So the, the priest just looks at you and he says, um, <clears throat> there are many uh, hotels and things of that nature and places that you could pay for a room. You don't look like you're too bad off that you need the sanctuary of my church. I thank you for your time, Ben Father. Good evening. And he closes the door. Kristoff never spends any of his money ever, so he's like, fuck it. We just go to a hotel, probably somewhere as uh, <laughs> as uh, out of the way as possible in the city. So, or at least likely for soldiers to be. <laughs> yeah, so Kristoff, you know, just as uh, Melody was hiding in the, in the inner parts of Paris, where the more poor are situated you uh you know that that's likely where you could maybe find a place that's cheap that doesn't ask too many questions and that um there's enough crowds and things like that of people that you could maybe blend in oh perfect okay so you do you you go back down and the streets are pretty quiet at this hour as you slip through the streets um, but you do find like a rundown place that has uh, a couple of rooms available. There is a burly man who's more than willing to take your coin in order to give you a room. And he doesn't ask you any questions as he kind of rubs the sleep out of his eyes. How much, how much coin <laughs> does it have it listed? Because I know sometimes Call of Cthulhu can get really in depth on uh, braces of stuff. So it would be because i remember more in like the the 20 stuff like each gun and depending on what attachments you had on it or like what year it was of mm -hmm. the same gun it cost differently or like if you were in the southern u.s it costs less or something you know it was like crazy stuff mm -hmm. all right so but that was probably like fifth edition call of cthulhu converted the d20 so what why not all right, so he tells you that he will charge you uh, two sous per room for the evening. Okay, I have this thing called uh, L. Livres. Livre. Okay. So you know that a livre is equal to 120 sous. Oh, well, shit, sure. <clears throat> okay, so we have the money. Oh, yeah, we got the monies. Yeah, you guys are much better off than just I, the straight poor. I think I think none of us spent any money. Have I haven't spent any money. Mm. I spent yeah. that any. That's the joy of being soldiers and having places to. True. So yep. Yeah, so you uh, pay him the money, and he. Is there, what's up? Is there a way we can pay like <clears throat> a little bit more? Is that like you didn't see any of us? Type of deal in case. Don't put our names in the guest book. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like the, if the secret police comes by looking for us, it's kind of like a maybe not. Maybe don't want to throw that name out there. Just be like, well, no. I mean, this is out of character talking. Oh, Babon oh, could yeah. make a persuasion check. Uh, if how much coin do you want to try to give him to maybe get advantage on this? 
It was two super room. Two super room. I'll give him like an additional ten sue. Ooh, all right. Works. I'll give you two advantage dice for ten sue. Okay. Like I spend no money, so I'm like good. Four fumbles in a row. Ooh. Uh, he he gladly slides the sue into his little pouch and he uh puts two keys on the counter and he just turns and says nothing else and walks back into the other room like behind the counter and you see a cot back there where he sleeps and he just completely ignores that you're even there me and melody grab one key and go into one room okay i'll sure make us share a bed <laughs> All right, so yeah, so you are in this small hotel uh, that's set down somewhere in the center of Paris. Um, you're not even exactly sure where you ended up. You just found like the one that first one you found got off the streets for the night as you all settle in, uh, trying to decide what you're going to do next. Knowing that Pressy for sure is now more than likely a wanted man. Very, very wanted man. <laughs> You haven't seen the sergeant since he helped you escape the safe house. And Cesar is leaving Paris in the morning for parts unknown to go off to fight a war, hoping to see you all again. And I think that's a good spot to to pick it up next time. So we'll pick Uh, it up in the morning and see what happens next. How many days until the end of the world? Uh, so three now, I think. Oh, no, th- no, this was you. This night was going into four days left. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. So this is this day. You guys will have four days left. Then three, two, and then the last day. And then the, the moon day. hits. The and city. the moon hits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you can see it getting bigger and bigger as it's crashing <laughs> toward Earth. It's just slow. Yeah. Like, every night, it's a little bigger and brighter and closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so you all are sleeping in this rundown, shabby hotel, alive. Not sure what your next step's going to be. Alive and surprisingly not hurt. I don't think a single person. Yeah. Did any? What the hell, me? man? No, I didn't. Yeah. You guys just ran, which was great. Yeah. So. Like nobody tried to hit any of us except for you. So we all kind of just left. Thank you for joining us for Uncanny Adventures podcast. Come back next time to continue our adventures.